Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom. Back in 2011, my uh, grant-funded job at the University of South Carolina ended, and I had a lot of time on my hands. And so that's when I came across this set of fitness CDs that I had bought about five years prior. And they had been gathering dust the whole time, and I had been gathering pounds. So I dusted them off, and I started my first ever cycle of a workout called P90X. Anybody ever heard of that one? (laughs) You know, I stuck with that program for two 90-day rounds, and I was not quite as round by the end. It was great. And then I moved on to other programs to maintain my fitness during that time, and I was experiencing something called the fresh start effect. We all experience this effect at least once a year on January 1st, and that's when the media and maybe our loved ones are prodding us to make a new start, lose some weight, exercise more, set new goals, seize new opportunities. And that's what this fresh start effect does for us. It gives us optimism for the future, a clean slate. It's a time to break from past habits and seek to instill new ones or set new goals to achieve. And every day offers us a set of fresh starts, opportunities to choose again for activities or thoughts or beliefs that bring us more peace and more joy and more love. So this morning, Agape licensed spiritual practitioner Deb Varn is going to teach us how practicing the art of beginning again can allow us to take back our power through awareness and find our freedom in the decisions we make in every moment. And if we practice this long enough, we'll notice that each moment offers us a chance to begin again and make new choices. And that will make you say... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hear these wise and holy words. From A Course in Miracles, Lesson 254. Let every voice but God's be still in me. Father, today I would hear but your voice. In the deepest silences, I would come to you to hear your voice, to receive your word. I have no prayer but this. I come to you to ask you for the truth. And truth is but your will, which I would share with you today, and I dare say every day. Today, we let go of ego thoughts. We let go of ego thoughts that direct our words and actions. So many times the ego's thoughts are so easy to catch because the ego speaks first, the ego speaks loudest. The the ego is about puffing us up and making us feel like, oh, we're important. It invites separation, a belief in control. So we don't want to let those egoic thoughts control our words and actions. When such thoughts occur, and they do, we quietly step back and just look at them. Of course, a miracle is teaching awareness. 
And then we let them go. Michael Singer says, let go or fall. <laughs> we do not want what they would bring with them. They bring division and separation. And so we do not choose to keep them. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> they are silent now. And in the stillness, in the stillness, hallowed by his love, in the stillness, hallowed by the love of the Creator, God speaks to us and tells us of our own will as we have chosen to remember him. And another thing from the Course that I love is, I will step back and let you lead the way. And from uh, an agape person, her name is Fatimata, and I'm gonna mess it up, but it's Sanago. Yes, and it's a book called, a little booklet called 31 Principles, and it's based on the teachings of Reverend Michael. And she has, and again, it's 31, so it's like a little devotional, and it has the reading and affirmation at the end, and it's one of the things that are part of my morning practice today. And she said, negativity doesn't have a cause. It's merely a mist. It's the illusion. That's not what she's saying, but you know what I'm saying. If negativity had a cause, it would last forever. It can never be shifted. So so-called negativity arises from the ego's sense of separation from the whole. Me, myself, and I swimming in a pool of me and the ego. And not all pain is negative. Even though we label all forms of pain as such and resist them relentlessly. Positive negativity is a circumstance that causes us to go deeper, to search ourselves, to stop placing blame on the causes of suffering outside of ourselves, and to take self-responsibility. I'm creating the drama and the stress that I am experiencing. Hard times come so that we may grow through them. It's like going through the fire. When you're going through the fire, everything that is not precious stone, gold, or silver is burned away. So we grow through these experiences. I like to say, and Reverend Michael says, and I've heard it said many times, that a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. When we look back at some uh, of our most challenging experience, we, we get to admit that we wouldn't have traded it, what we have gained from them, for remaining the same as we were. If we remain the same as we were, then we've really gone backwards. If we're not growing, we're dying. We learn to become more generous, to forgive, to never 
ever give up on ourselves or others. <coughs> we learn to generate, to rejuvenate, and to surrender <coughs> to the next stage of our evolution. We get to do this one decision at a time. And Joe Dispenza, and this has been a powerful teaching for me for the last two weeks, and, I, and every time I'm in service, it's an opportunity for growth, and it's messy. And I wouldn't change a thing. And so Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, says, if where you place your attention is where you place your energy, the moment you put your energy on familiar feelings, on familiar memories, you are siphoning your energy into the past and out of the present moment. You can't be what you cannot see. And this is from Bishop T.D. Jakes. And I'm going to evoke this, this spirit right here, right now. And it's not, it's not evoking some entity outside of ourselves. That regardless of whether I feel it or not, it matters not. It is so. That we get to be grateful. And gratitude raises our vibration. And so I am grateful for this moment that I get to be in. I'm grateful for, for this band that, that we get to co-create with. For the synergizing effect that, that music has. That it's like praying twice. Grateful for each and every person that is in this space, that is in YouTube land, that is wherever they are on the planet that will be drawn into this experience at the perfect time, the perfect unfolding. There are no mistakes in the infinite. Divine order is. Recognizing that God is divine order, regardless of appearances. Something wonderful is always seeking to happen. Because the universe is friendly. God is for us and never against us. That good and love has the final say because that is the infinite. Eternal, changeless. The spirit is not sometimey. Changeless. God is. And I am one with this power, this presence. It is in every cell of my body temple. It oozes, it speaks. It heals. It is one with me. I'm one with it. And as this is true for me, it's true for each and every being here, each and every being within the sound of my voice, even each and every being within the, within the reach of YouTube, all beings, all sentient, all living things, everything is one with God, one with each other, and one with all it is. And so it's from this place of that I get to surrender and feel the presence of God and hear the presence of God. And I, I say, speak, Father. Speak, Mother. 
speak spirit, for your servant heareth. Blessing the service, blessing each and every one on the sound team, on the tech team, the band, the instruments, the microphone, the energy, the rain. Blessing it all, calling it good, calling it a holy encounter, a divine assignment that we have each said yes to. And I say yes, yes, and thank you for the opportunity to serve. And I simply say, amen. I love, I love spirit. I have walked through many things in my life. And even though at times I felt very much alone, Sally Turner reminded me that I am never alone. <laughs> even though somebody else, because I was going through stem cell and there were days when I had to have our care providers and I was like, Lord, please give me a minute by myself. But I am never, ever, we are never, ever alone. And that's so important today that we're going to talk about this because we, because one of the gifts that we have given, one of the things we have as human beings, as child, children of the infinite, is that we have been given the freedom of choice, free will. And some people balk when they say the will of God is your will. Your will is the will of God. I'm like, I don't want my will to be the will of God. I want my will to be my will. And it's in our stubbornness and, and stomping in a circle. Lord knows I stomp in a circle when, sometimes when things are not going my way. I, my little eight-year-old has a tantrum sometimes. And then I notice it may take me a minute. I bring myself back through awareness through, and for me, I pay attention to my body. And I used to tell my students this whenever they would come into the solution center, which was what some people call in-school suspension. But, but Jane Wyatt taught that we go there to find solutions for our problems. And so one of the things that I would teach them, if, if they were angry, they got in a fight, or they were disruptive, where did you, when did you notice this? What did you feel in your body? Where did you feel it in your body? And a lot of times they will say, well, my heart started beating fast. I said, that's great. That's great. That's a great thing to notice. What else? Did you notice anything else? And they were like, my muscles got, my muscles got really tight. I was balling up my fist. I said, like, you're brilliant. I'm so glad that you noticed that. Next time, I want you to try this. When you, when you feel your heart start to beat fast, or you feel your muscles start to, to, um, to get tense, or Jane Wyatt, I'll tell you this about her, and this is something you never ever want to experience. If you, Jane is a, a cancer, she's an introvert, but if she ever gets irritated, you will know it because the red will rise. She is a natural redhead, okay? And the red will rise. You can watch the red color of her skin rise. And if you let it get all the way up to her face, 
God bless you. But but I, I when I but I pay attention when you see that and it gives you an opportunity to back up. And so I would teach my teach my kids try to walk away next time. Try to ask for help rather than giving in and see let me know how that works. And it doesn't always work the first time. You know, sometimes we forget. Because when you are upset, you upset. And it's okay to be angry. But we can't let our emotions be in charge of the decisions we make and the actions that we take. So the first step of not reacting, and remember to react, is to act the way you've always acted. And you know what? Kids don't come in the world fighting. Kids don't come in the world cussing. Parents will come in there like, well, I don't know where he learned to speak that language. And then the little boy said, well, I, you, that's what you were saying when you came home from the club. Out of the mouths of babes, they will tell your business. So we, we have to teach this. And one of the things, and I would just say this now, getting to observe Jen Walden with her children, she needs to be teaching a class about that. Because one of the things she does brilliantly with each and every one of them, and, and, and I'm doing it now, is they are free to feel whatever they feel. They, they are taught to pay attention to the way they feel, to express it with their words or, 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 or whatever way Jen is teaching them to do that, but they are not allowed to hurt themselves or property or anything like that in the midst of that emotional experience. But it's okay. Boys, it's okay to be sad. Boys, it's okay to want what you want. It's okay to be angry. I validate your feelings. And I'm not going to allow you to hurt your brother. So we're going to take a minute, pay attention to the way we feel. And every person on the planet needs to teach children how to do that. I wish my parents had taught me to how to do that. What I learned from the models in my household was you lock it down. You poof up like an alligator. You know an alligator, when they're in, they're in the water, they will fill themselves up with air to make themselves look bigger than they are. And the ego takes over and starts to protect and defend and attack. And that's what I was, that's what I was raised in. So I had spent the better part of 60 years pushing things down. And when I was going through practitioner studies and I was learning to be aware to be the awareness that is aware of my awareness, aware of my thoughts, aware of what's going on in my body temple, aware of what's going on in the experience, situational awareness. I thought I had arrived. I thought I had learned everything I needed to know. I had learned to express my emotions. I had learned to feel them fully and let them go. I have an FU journal and I use it. 
Thank you, Alma Baron. And yet, this year, I have cried more than I have ever in my life. An awareness of our emotions as they come up. Because emotions are neither bad nor good. The emotions that we are experienced and we experience are based on the past experience. The, the perception of some past experience. And we see that familiarity in what's going on. And it may or may not be true. But that feeling is there. And one of the things that I am learning is to, to, feel, to feel it and say thank you. Because when anger comes up, when fear comes up, when sadness and loneliness come up, thank you. Because spirit has given us an opportunity to transmute it. To heal it. Because all negative emotion is based on BS. A false belief system. A belief system that says, I'm alone. I'm being abandoned by something outside of myself. This, this person is, is causing me pain, causing me suffering. And we got it butt backwards. <laughs> I'm the only thinker in my mind. I told my kids, if you got more than one thinker, then we need to go see the guidance counselor. You were the only thinker in your brain. And so... We get to bring our, through our awareness, bring those thoughts and emotions into the presence. We surrender, let me surrender this. I sometimes say, God, take this from me. I don't want to be the judge anymore. Take this from me. Help. Help me now. I need you now. And in a moment too short to measure through my awareness and through noticing where I'm feeling this in my heart and normally it's in my heart. And in the past, Deb Varm would have closed that heart. Boom. And when we close our heart to another person, we only cause pain for ourselves. And so, one of the first times in practitioner studies, Eileen McCullough, I love her now, she said, you, you need to open your heart, Deb. It is not, it's not open. And all my friends were like, what'd she just say? She said, you, you are, the, one of my friends said, you are the most open-hearted Virgo I have ever met. But she was right. We get to choose to, to either close it or we get to open it. And when we close it, we cause our own suffering. Because most of the people we close our heart to, they're not even thinking about us. They are going on with their life. And we are stuck in a past 
and choosing our own suffering. And Reverend Victoria Thomas is one of my favorite teachers. And, and I, I remember hearing her say once that pain is pain and suffering is optional. Pain is pain and suffering is optional. And so through studying Joe Dispenza's work, I found out that I was addicted to suffering. That, that, that I would even, in school, I would take, and this, you know, that's probably another reason, but I would take licks for the girls in my class who had to take licks because they paddled when I was going, I'll take your licks, no worry, let me suffer for you. And I would take the licks. Because I can handle it. And so I am learning to pay attention and choose again. A lot of people, and, and I was, and certainly there was some payoff for that. You know, my parents would say, that's right, you don't cry, take it. That don't hurt. And I created my own, my own suffering and I became addicted to the chemicals that are released in that. When, when I was in administration, I became addicted to the chemicals that are emitted when you are Batman in charge of everyone in the building to, to provide for the safety, care, welfare of all. And it, that was my job. And it was a stressful job. And I love the roller coasters because that fight, that flight, that hide, that's what I did best. Because I, I am quick to fight and I'm quick to know, boom, it's time up out of here. And so I love the roller coaster ride and the idea of the middle raid way pissed me off. I said, like, that's just boring. But when I stepped in, was brought to my knees and God said essentially what he said to Neil Donald Walsh, have you had enough yet? Are you willing to see that there might be another way? And so I began this, this journey with A Course in Miracles and learning to begin again in every moment and not beat myself up for the mistakes that I make. Yes, I, you know, there were times when I would lose my temper. I was fussing because some four-year-old was peeing on the playground in front of the girls and I was getting ready to just unleash. And Connie Caldwell said, boss, he's four. <laughs> And so I'm grateful that God put people in my life to help me to remember things like that. To bring myself back to the, to the present moment. And begin again. To surrender my stinking thinking to spirit. Be you in charge. For I would follow you certain your way brings me peace. And people would rather change, would rather die than change. I, I tell you, I, I, I've been there. Because I'm addicted to sugar and white flour. I love it. I'm a hedonist to the core of my being. And my mama used to say, a hard head makes a soft behind. <laughs> 
And so there's nothing more powerful than a made up mind, but we're going to have to get used to doing things differently. We're going, and this, this guy I heard speaking the other day that a friend told me about, his name is Doug Lip, and he's like somebody that speaks to business people. And he said that in order to change, we have to be willing to work left-handed. You ever tried to you write for 30 seconds, write your name with your right hand for 30 seconds, and then stop? And then you try writing your name with your non-dominant hand. And how awkward that feels. Oh, you can't read hand, my handwriting. Uh, it's not going to communicate what I want to communicate. It feels awkward. It's uncomfortable. We have to be willing to play left-handed, to do uncomfortable things like Candace was talking about starting her uh, new diet. Be willing to lean into that. And I will tell you something that has worked because I have been, I'm like a little old lady when it comes to something sweet after I eat. My mama wanted something sweet and a cigarette. I'm glad I didn't get that one. But, you know, that if I say, hmm, I surrender this to spirit. And I just sit for a minute. And, and, and that sensation, that craving, it, it subsides. So as, as we begin these new things, we're going to have to be uncomfortable. We have to remember we can't put new wine in old wineskins. We can't keep doing the same things that we've always done and expect a different result because that's by itself is the definition of insanity. We can't have the same vision for our lives that we had a year ago. We can't have the same vision for our lives that we had yesterday. That's why I love that Reverend Michael teaches through the life visioning process that it's not a one and done. That every area of my life I vision and, and you know, my best friend reminded me, did you vision around this? It's like, well, no. And so I had to go back and say, what is seeking to emerge in, through, and as my life? What quality do I need to develop? What quality do I need to cultivate? What do I need to lean into? What gifts, talents, and skills and experiences do I bring to the table that, that would bring this vision for my life into uh, fruition? And, to, and, it, and if I'm visioning with a beloved, it's a joint co-creation in this visioning process. If I was visioning with my building, it was not me, myself, and I, and my team. It was the entire school that we looked at. Because it takes the village to create the vision. And unless, unless everybody can see themselves in it, it won't happen. Because unless we create this consciousness from the infinite, we build in vain. Every person has a job. Every person is important. Each one of you have gifts and talents that only you can deliver. So the invitation is to vision and make sure you're hearing the voice of God that we get 
our bloated nothingness out of the way. It is not about me. It is about the spirit of the living God. It is about God expressing himself, loving through us, healing through us. It is God that does the work. Not me, myself, and I. So again, I get my bloated nothingness out of the way. And so Joe Dispenza teaches that many times we are stuck in the body. Our focus is in the body. Our focus is on the experience. Our focus is on time. We have to be willing to take ourselves out of the body. We are not our bodies. We are free. We are still as God created us. We take our, our consciousness out of the body. That's why my body was healed. Because I took my, body, my consciousness out of my body, placed it on the truth, and placed it in the field of infinite possibilities. Out of the body, out of the experience. Because if we're focused on the experience, we're creating more of that same experience. We're focused on the past that wasn't real to start with. Adele said this, things are never as good or bad as we remember it was life. And we get to choose, we get to say. Because I was one that was like, oh man, those were the good old days. Life was wonderful. This person was wonderful. This is what I want in my life. And you know what I ask myself now? Is that really what you want? Do you really want that same experience? And my response now is, no, I'm good. I'm good. Good isn't good enough if you can do better. And I am 100% responsible for my experience. So we can't change unless we do something different. Because keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's not going to change. So we get to choose new thoughts. And I apologize I'm going long, but this is important. We, we get to choose new thoughts. Thoughts that are lined up with the truth of who we are. That everything that God is, we are. We are here to meet our emotions with the same thing Jen meets her children's emotions with, which is love and compassion. We're so much gentler with other people than we are with ourselves. We are, it's like the ego, we are suspicious at best and vicious at worst with ourselves and other people sometimes. And so we get to choose new thoughts. And, and it may be the oath of manifestation. It, it may be the 91st song, Psalm where the truth is that I abide in the shadow of the Almighty, that nothing shall come nigh my door. That, that spirit has put his angels in charge of me and will not even allow me to hurt my foot on the stone. I have seen it. 
Belief is just a belief. It's a mark holder, marking spot for knowing. And when you, when you see the manifestation, when you see the house, when you see the new job, when you see and experience the healing, it becomes, you can't unsee it. And so the invitation is to focus on every little miracle that shows up in our life. Because we're doing something different today. We're showing up differently. We're choosing to use our powerful power of awareness to pause. That's something beautiful about a pause in a song. Boom. It allows you to build for the next moment. That we get to in that moment begin again and choose a, to focus on a new thought. Because, you know, we think 80% of our thoughts are the same that they were yesterday. But if we choose a new thought, today, I'm going to take control over my, my intention is, and you have to set an intention. My intention is to, to choose better food to consume my body, to consume in my body. My, my intention is to move my body temple that make, make physical practice a spiritual practice. I'm going to choose to be love when I could attack. I'm going to choose to show compassion for myself and other people. We make new choices. We think new thoughts. We set intentions. And we make new choices. And new choices lead to new actions and behaviors. And then we find new experiences and new feelings that we get to, to radiate, to focus on our heart chakra and radiate gratitude. So uh, one of the things I'm learning in from Joe Dispenza is that as we raise our vibration, we're, we've taken our mind out of the body, we're in the quantum field. There are no things in the quantum field. There's no matter. Our vibration is raised and our feeling. We focus on that feeling of it's already done. It's all right already. Everything that I am seeking is seeking me. They recognize me. They rush to me and we claim each other. That vibration of gratitude draws everything like itself into our experience in a way we can never ever dream of for ourselves and it requires it requires a decision it requires awareness it requires a willingness to see things differently to lean into a vision a vision that is god given and not ego driven and we're willing to move our bloated nothingness out of the say i am I'm only here for God. I'm here for love. I'm here for life. I'm here for creativity. I'm here for beauty. I'm here for joy. I'm here for bliss. I'm here for my own healing. We cannot give what we do not have. We can't give peace if we don't know peace. We can't give joy if we don't know joy. But willingness Choosing new thoughts, being able to take those thoughts 
and they lead to actions that are loving, that unite and not divide. That's where the joy is. That's when we take our power back out of the past and say, nah, I'm good right here, right now. I get to be right here, right now. My hearts to show up as my highest self with my heart wide open knowing that I have nothing to fear because I walk in peace, poise, and power. Because I walk with the spirit of the living God. And the Course in Miracles says it is not an idle fantasy. That it is so. And that if I reach out my hand, my brother takes it. This is no idle fantasy jubilance. I have seen it. I can't unsee it. And I, I as Reverend Michael says, I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to what I'm listening to. I want you to know how much you are loved. How much spirit needs each and every one of us. Without us, God is left undone. So the invitation is to be aware, to feel your emotions, thank them, and take it to the truth. Take me to church. Take me to the truth. Allow it to be transmuted. And, it, and it ha it's not a one and done. Forget that. None of this is a one and done. We get to begin and again and again in the present moment. We get, we don't have to figure it out. So many people are caught in, I have to figure it out. You know what? I'm a big fan of grace. I'm a big fan of ease. Spirit helps me find my keys. It's supposed to be easy. Ease and grace and, and curiosity. You know, this is messy, God. This is some, this is some crazy stuff. But it's like birth. It gets chaotic. You know, it's like action without vision is, is chaos. Without true vision. So we get to lean into, we get to co-create with the infinite for our, ourselves, for our family, for our beloved, for our work, for the community. What is seeking to emerge? What is it God would have me do? Where would it have me go? What would it have me say to home? Use me, oh God. And then we get to make decisions. We have the power of dominion over our thoughts. We get to choose what we focus on. And the invitation is to take it out of the past, which is fake news. <laughs> appearing real. False evidence appearing real. And bring our power back here. Think about if you took all your power that you're given to everything outside of yourself and you bring it back into your body temple. Just feel into that for a moment. And make the intention, I want to be here as often as I can. 
And I've written a song called Close Enough for Long Enough. I want to be close enough for long enough. Close enough to God for long enough to know that I am seen, heard, and answered. To know that my life matters. To know that the world is holding its breath, as Gene Houston says, waiting for each of us to take our place. And there is no job that is too small. And we have to remember that it is God that does the work in, through, and as us. And choose thoughts. Choose actions. Choose to show up in alignment with the truth of our being and our purpose here. Which is to forgive everybody, everything, ourselves, and to be love. Only the way we can be it. And I promise you, if you take one thing every week from what, what people say and you practice it, there's no change without practice and it has to be perfect practice because I used to tell my basketball player, well, if you practice something the, real, the wrong way, you're going to keep on doing it the wrong way. Perfect performance makes, uh, per, perfect practice makes perfect, perfect performance. So we lean into it. We want to, we tr- and it's not perfect, but it's the fact that we're practicing in a way that works for us. I promise you, jubilance. You're going to be glad that you did. One day at a time, one moment at a time, and put the critic in the box. Say, bye, Felicia. And say, no, this is the truth about me. And it's my intention to show up as that. And I promise you, that will be something to say. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah.